known as for sharing, and so is a great story. Welcome to the Kiwi Foodcast, the show where we sit down with chefs, food businesses, food writers, and more to share the stories behind the food they serve. I'm your host, Persan Patel, and this show is brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Let's dig in, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Today on the show, we have Indika Bombuwala of Indies Curry Pot. Indies Curry Pot is a food truck based out in Waiheke that serves up delicious Sri Lankan curries and other fusion Sri Lankan food. We chat about his journey of starting and now running his own food truck, the differences, if any, between an Indian and a Sri Lankan curry, as well as what it's like to live and run a business on Waiheke Island. So without further ado, let's begin. Hi Indy, how are you? Hi person, how are you? Thanks for inviting Oh, it's a pleasure to have you with us. So let's get right in. I wanted to, you know, one of the questions I always ask all my guests is to tell us a little bit about your childhood. What was it like growing up in Sri Lanka? Do you have any memories about, you know, like the food you had that you could share with us? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, Sri Lanka, it's like, it's an island. And uh, like, it was really nice growing up there with uh, and my I remember, uh, like the when it, when it comes to food, my mom w- was a really good chef, and she used to cook uh, at home good food. So, and uh, it was very inspiring to grow in a place where we can grow our own food and eat. Okay, and was it like curry every night, or <laughs> yes. did she cook fresh yes, for you every day? <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes curry three times a day, like even breakfast we eat curry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, and there's just so many types of curries, right? Like one of the things I notice is when you live in New Zealand, a lot of people will just be like, oh, what are you having? Is it curry? And it's like, it's not the same meal. You can have this like thousands of different types of curries you could make. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it changes even in Sri Lanka. Sometimes we notice the curries changes from place to place, you know. So, mm. yeah. Okay. And um, so when did you move to New Zealand and how were those early days like? I moved to New Zealand in 2013. And okay. Yeah, that was so. I w- uh, wanted to uh, start uh, studying culinary um, studies. So I was uh, working as a chef in Sri Lanka too. But when I came to New Zealand, I uh, studied again and worked myself towards the permanent the residency. So I, when I came two years, I was in Auckland and I was working for a restaurant in Mount Eden. And okay. Yeah. And then, um, so so you were working in Mount Eden, and then were you working when you moved to Waiheke Island as well? Uh, no, actually, first uh, what happened is like I was working two years, and as soon as I finished my studies, I wanted to move out of Auckland. And once I just came for a day visit with my cousin, and then mm-hmm. really liked here Waiheke, so I pretty much stopped here, got a offer in a restaurant here, so I just... Uh, started working here in Waiheke. Okay, so yeah, it must have been pretty much like how Sri Lanka is, right? <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, Waiheke vibe, like really relaxed. It's pretty relaxed and nice beaches and uh, 
uh, yeah, it's pretty much uh, felt a little bit like home, but without the coconut trees, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So, uh, where were you working in Wahiki then? Uh, I started uh, working in Wahiki uh, at uh, Mudbrick, a couple of years in Mudbrick uh, Vineyard. And then after that, I moved to Kasitamiro. After that, uh, Temoku Vineyard. And then uh, at last, I worked for... Uh, three seven two. Okay, so a lot of uh, worked at a lot of different vineyards. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and was it um like you know you said that you were a chef in Sri Lanka as well. Yeah. So how was it like working in Sri Lanka versus working in New Zealand, like in the kitchens? Was it really different? Oh yes, uh, I. It's more like uh, I, I felt it like it's more uh, peaceful <laughs> and like it's more. Uh, I, I think it's uh, totally different and also very much respect for chefs here in New Zealand, I feel, and also like uh, more hard work back in Sri Lanka. It's like really, really long shift. I mean, not that even in, even in New Zealand, it's like long shift sometimes, but it's most of the time, but it, uh, still you get paid for it well. But yeah. back in Sri Lanka, it was uh, not the same story. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone or else on my podcast and they said that, you know, like in New Zealand, a chef is almost treated kind of like an artist, you know, so it's not like a cook. It's not like a factory job. Exactly. They that, you know, you are creating something and, you know, that respect is there, yeah, which exactly. is not there in like Southeast Asian countries. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree. <laughs> so tell us, how did you come upon this idea of selling Sri Lankan food? Uh, so uh, what happened is like in, when I worked in the restaurants, uh, most of the time when uh, occasionally when I had to make a stuff meal, I used to cook uh, curry, and mm. uh, sometimes I cook curries, rotis, and like so. Uh, and then the chefs, most of the people, they liked it in the stuff, and they uh, told them, hey, you better do something uh, as a profession. And but I, what I thought is like it's not easy to start a business straight away so i thought uh, i will just um, for fun one day i just uh, about three years ago i made a facebook page where i was writing about uh, uh, sri lankan food Mm -hmm. and uh, i did it for fun and uh, after a year or so and then i started uh, uh, a thing called curry mondays in waiki so every monday night because most people are, or most hospital people in Waiki it was uh, closed during uh, on Mondays you know, so they can't come and eat some food at my place so I, I was thinking uh, I hired a place and I started uh, doing curries there so okay. that's how it all started and it picked up quite faster. So you were working six days a week and then making curry on your seventh day. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's um, yeah. that's pretty amazing. But I guess when you're doing something for your own business, at least at the start, it doesn't feel so much like work, right? Like it feels like yeah. that's kind of, there's also, that there. When you have the passion, you know, you need to like when you have one, it's not easy to. St- start a business straight away you need to do a lot of research so yeah this doing by curry mondays it slowly started opening doors for me 
So yes. I noticed that also later after three months there was a like a food hub happening every second Thursday of the month in. So I was participating in that as well, and it's like a night market. Mm-hmm. And then it was even more publicity, and it it eventually became my full time job. Okay, that's that's really amazing. So when you said that you started out your curry Mondays, how did you do it? Like, was it from your kitchen at home, or you were renting a food truck, or uh, how did you yeah. achieve this? So what I did is like first, uh, um, uh, I was uh, my first curry night was in uh, Th- Temoku Vineyard. They, my the owners they l- l- let me uh, cook the food from the ki- their kitchen, and then mm-hmm. I could uh, sell uh, sell it there. So what happened is like uh, one night uh, I started there, and uh, it it was it turned out to be really good. After that, mm-hmm. I, I thought I will hire a kitchen. So when I what I did every Monday, I started hiring a kitchen and then sell it. It was a in a play. It was not that central. Like it was in Wahiki, like a hidden area, like called Porter Street. And I still like it was a good place to start with. Still, I managed to make enough curries every Monday. Okay. Awesome. And so then how long did it take you from doing that to buying your own truck and, you know, kind of doing this full time? Uh, I actually, uh, so what happened is like, I, I think it took me about a year or so. Uh, okay. So I what uh, and slowly I brought a truck, but I did not uh, operate from the truck straight away. Uh, because I found it, uh, one of my mates in Auckland, uh, he had a food truck and he was wanted to sell it. And, uh, and last uh, last year, April, I bought the food truck and I was working on it. I had to, it's a lot of changes I needed to do. So I was working on that about three months. And then middle of the winter, I started uh, opening uh, like uh, part-time food truck and part-time working. Uh, but uh, okay. and then it's uh, like uh, I noticed it's uh, straight away it's good to do full time uh, mm. on this it's not easy to make a decision straight away but uh, I, I thought uh, if I, I already created a good brand so I need to work hard from then on so I thought I will do it yeah. full time yeah it can be hard to make that decision, right? Like leaving the security of having a regular paycheck. Um, I mean, I guess it's easier when you're younger, but harder once you're kind of in your 30s. I'm assuming you're in your 30s, maybe not. But... Yeah, I'm on my 30s. It just feels harder because, you know, you just feel like it's more of a risk. Um, in your 20s, it's expected that people will travel and do this and that, but um, it's harder. Yeah. Exactly, it's it's very uh, it can be a bit scary. It's not a easy decision, but mm. uh, it's like um, sometimes you have to take that risk to see yeah. where you can what can you can do, you know. And so it and if it's like if something is going wrong, you need to be so confident to change things around mm. and make sure the it's working, you know. 
Yeah. yeah. So does the truck move like, or is it just a stationary food truck that you uh, have? At the, uh, yeah, I move some occasionally if there is a market or if there is some, uh, or like for example, if there is a party, if people can hire the truck. So, okay. and then I do catering out of the place. And also uh, most of the time it, it's stationary. I prefer not to move too much. I prefer the to just to do the uh, service in the evening, just to sell dinners. Mm. So, I mean, you know, obviously you said you worked at pretty high-end restaurants. Um, yeah. So how is that cooking for that compared to owning your own business? Because it can get pretty lonely having your own business. I'm assuming, you know, you have to do all the shopping, all the planning, mm-hmm. all the cooking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's quite different. It's a lot of work than uh, you think. It's uh, like, so I need to do the, uh, I'm everything, you know, in, uh, literally I have to do all the things, like working in a restaurant is more like, you. there is a lot of people involved and find it more easier to work. But uh, at the end of the day, having your own business might, uh, the, the food truck, it's uh, it's hard job, really hard job. But at the end of the day, it's uh, very profitable and uh, mm-hmm. I'm really happy. <laughs> so. Oh, that's nice. And do you get people to help you out? Like maybe do your friends come and help you out? Or have you reached that stage you think where you're going to hire some help? Or uh, is it not at the... everything yourself? Uh, not much actually sometimes if it's like really really busy like uh, for example if it's a really big uh, festival like a short of thing like a market going on or something my friends will help me out and mm. but I think this summer I'm planning because I started last winter and I noticed mm. it's getting busier and busier so I am pretty sure this summer I will need that extra help so I might hire some people okay and what's it like doing business in Waiheke like you know I always to me I always feel like it's a little bit of a even though it's so close to Auckland I always feel like it's a kind of you know like a holiday destination so I wonder if there's enough people and you're doing something which is you know a very speciality type of cuisine so um how was it in the early days? I'm assuming, like, did people know what Sri Lankan food was, and uh, you know, in terms of drumming up that support? <laughs> not uh, sometimes. Uh, it's actually not much. Uh, there, there is no Sri Lankan food place here in the island. So also, it's it was a benefit for me to have something like uh, like very ethnic food, you know. So uh, people come for that different. Uh, something different what you do then then people like it it's unique and i also mm. change the menu every day so i have two curries per day and it changes five days and it's all 10 curries per week so it's two different curries and then the, the, i have that unique uh, like a small menu but every day changing style menu and that also gives the people more like uh, the, the chance to come and explore more like to check it out you know but right. the population is small in Waikiki, but we have quite a lot of summertime it's a lot of tourists who comes mm. to it here and also like uh, basically my business is more uh, based on the locals i get the 
get so much local support and uh, very repeating customers from the local uh, from the island itself okay that's that's lovely and if you're doing like 10 curries a week though is that i mean must be hard to consistently come up with like new flavors and things or is it not so much not so hard uh, actually, it's uh, not that hard. Actually, the thing is, like, I check mostly. I try to get the supplies from the island, and uh, we. Uh, it's because it's like only still two curries per day, and it's a small mm. food truck. So what I do is I cook two big pots, and uh, mm. it's uh, it's not that hard. And uh, I make sure that uh, I do my promotions, and I show. The people uh, I post early how much uh, like uh, what are the curries, and, right? And then the people start texting me and I per book most of the time, so it's okay. like I uh, so in the beginning it was tough to judge and like uh, how to do this, and hmm. I no I that's why I wanted to do something different because to keep up with the market you know in Waikiki because if I do the same thing every day it would be not. Uh, good for my business so right. it if I do it different and uh, use that small space what I have to do different things every day so yeah. yeah and I guess it's also more exciting right as a chef to be able to try new things and try something out and cook something different because major things about having your own business that you can do that because sometimes in a restaurant gets tiring just cooking the same things again and again yeah exactly i I always liked uh, doing new things and uh, this is also when i started my own food truck i thought i will always try to do different things you know like new uh, also like have some specials on occasionally and mm. th- that gives uh, that's keep me more entertained because this is also my hobby so yeah. it's like uh, <laughs> it's my living my passion and the hobby so it's it makes even more exciting for me as well as to the customers okay and you were saying that you're maybe the only sri lankan restaurant or you know like place people can buy stuff in wahiki what about in auckland because i haven't really heard about sri lankan food in auckland either uh actually there is a few places uh, two places in uh, auckland uh, in one uh, in sandringham there is uh, two one is called seven street and the other one is saint anthony's and they okay. also opened one uh, in uh, Kingsland. There is another one called uh, St. Anthony's. Uh, and uh, yeah, they have uh, pretty much good, uh, uh, very good food. And also there is a grocery store where you can buy Sri Lankan stuff in uh, Dominion Road called Serendi. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that so many places existed. I must uh, try them out. But is there, uh, can you maybe for our listeners tell us like, how is Sri Lankan food maybe different from the Indian food that's available? Uh, I notice in uh, Indian food and Sri Lankan food, it's more like uh, I can notice that Indian food, they use a lot of, uh, they use uh, like yogurts in their cuisine. And also Sri Lankan cuisine, we do not use uh, yogurt uh, much at all. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, very Sri Lankan cuisine is very based on. Uh, also, we use a lot of coconuts, and also always we will have the uh, spicy, and also we have chilies like cured chilies, 
on the side and usually there is a symbol like uh, we could we in everyday symbols in sri lanka it's a everyday meal like a spicy grinded uh, like uh, coconut scraped coconut so and also okay. we use a lot of uh, sri lankan food we use that the scraped coconut yeah is it hard to find like scraped coconut over here uh it, it, yes it uh, freshly scraped coconut it's like i hardly see much other than sri lankan restaurants the uh, mm-hmm. sri lankan places in auckland they do but me i have my machine so i get the fresh coconut every day and i break it into half and i scrape it myself so okay yeah. is it one of those electronic machines or is it one of those you know the indian grannies used to use where you need to uh, it's <laughs> it was down and scrape it. <laughs> exactly uh, actually in the beginning i was using one of those scrapers but yeah and then like once last year my mom came for a visit and she brought this uh, uh, electric one machine you know a big big like a big oh yeah the board. one that sits at the edge of the table and then you can just grind with that is that the one oh uh, no 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 I, i used to have the one that sits in the edge and uh, you need to grind it by hand and mm. and then like my i got this one with the motor on it so it, it oh, is okay. super fast and like uh, uh, what i do is i just use the because uh, last year when i before uh, i realized it it's it, because the number of coconuts that i'm using is so <laughs> much now so this makes yeah. my life so much easier because it takes okay. like one less than minute to scrape one big coconut so yeah and you know sometimes um i mean for, again for our listeners if you could share sometimes you know it feels like you could just use coconut milk instead of the freshly grated coconut but i know from having cooked some indian curries that the yeah. taste will completely change yeah you exactly know, very important to use that grated coconut yeah. um and do you feel the same way like you know because even the desiccated coconut doesn't give you that flavor that the freshly ground coconut does yeah i don't uh, desiccated coconut is so like it, it doesn't give that flavor at all it's very hard to get that flavor so it's mm. highly i i personally like the when you freshly grate the coconut and get the first extract then the second extract it's so nice uh, to do that way and mm. it's very hard to get the same consistency from the uh, like uh, coconut cream or whatever so you must be breaking a lot of coconuts then <laughs> yes a lot <laughs> <laughs> do you drink all the coconut water <laughs> actually yes <laughs> not all <laughs> i uh, but i just save it and also mm. like you can use uh, so what i do is i even the coconut water you can use it for the cooking purposes Mm. so i used okay. to cook uh, coconut water in my uh, when i make my roti so when i make my food i use it use its flavor so i try to get the maximum use of it okay all right so um what you were saying that a sambal is like the freshly grated coconut and what is it mixed with is it mixed with usually chili? we we mix it the, so the traditional sri lankan is like we we have this uh, like the mortar and pestle we have the bed you know like a small mm. bed like uh, I, and i i think you notice that uh, they even in north south, south india they have this kind of beds 
like a, like a granite like a stone bed and there is you just grind it it's like the pestle is yeah. like flat like a round but it's uh, you just keep uh, uh, crushing the coconut and you put mm-hmm. uh, like chilies turmeric and also sometimes uh, you, most of the time sri lankans use the maldi maldi fish or it's dried uh, fish flakes so okay. and you grind it very well and also you put uh, the what you call it, squeeze some lime ju- uh, lime juice and uh, season it that's it and it's so delicious uh, so mm, but sounds yummy exactly yeah it's very <laughs> yummy <laughs> so i was going through your feed and i saw something which sounds similar to that but you call you said it was a lunumerus yeah. so what is a lunumerus so lunumerus is very like lunu means the uh, onion shallots so what we do is lunumerus is meris is uh, chilies so what it's a uh, what we do is we dice our shallots and okay. also we combine with we put uh, uh, normally we put the fish black but i keep it totally vegan when i do it so i just uh, use uh, uh, lime chilies and then i put a lot of curry leaves nice mm-hmm. finely chopped curry leaves and then grind it and that uh, it's a very uh, traditional thing in sri lanka we used to eat uh, coconut milk rice on the first when it's an occasion like a, for example the first day of the month or like a new, our new year is in april first april 13th is sri lanka new year so we always start eating with the coconut milk rice and then on the side you have this lunamiris and it's um, it's really delicious so it's just lunamiris and we start uh, a month with this coconut rice uh, milk rice and the lunamiris no oh, that sounds delicious i want to try this lunamiris <laughs> i might go over to waiki yeah let me know <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess if uh, you know there were three sri lankan items that you wanted every kiwi to try what would they be uh interesting question there so i think they should try the sri lankan uh, rolls mm-hmm. uh, so sri lankan rolls is like we like a spring roll but sri lankan rolls we have different stuffings like sometimes we stuff with fish sometimes chicken we can do mutton rolls and it's very popular in sri lanka and you okay. find it as a like a street food everywhere in sri lanka but the difference within the, the sri lankan spring roll is like we crumb it with uh, bread crumbs <laughs> so, okay. oh, <laughs> so nice. it's like so nice and crispy and uh, really really good so, pa- so you have pastry and then also bread crumbs or just bread crumbs Oh, breadcrumbs. Yeah. So oh, okay, just breadcrumbs. Breadcrumb. So the paste I make just like a, a croquette. Yeah, like a croquette. So what I do is like we make a like a pancake, a small pie, mm-hmm. and then we uh, stuff it, uh, fold, uh, roll it, and, and then we breadcrumb it and then fry it. Okay. Yeah. And so what would be the second thing then? Second, I would say kotu. It's uh, kotu is like a curried uh, uh, like uh, curried uh, roti. So we make mm-hmm. our rotis and uh, cut it into small like pieces like 
almost like a noodle we cut it mm. and then we put it in the griddle and we crack yep. an egg on it with some vegetables and put uh, the, the so this is the way we sri lankans get uh, re, get uh, the if the previous day curries we use for the next day this is the way sri lankans use it so okay. we eat whatever the curry leftovers we just put it in the griddle put the uh, put the ch- chopped uh, uh, rotis vegetables crack an egg and then keep playing with the, the two uh, like a uh, sharp blades you know like we keep playing mm-hmm. like a music almost uh, yeah. we serve it uh, so it's very entertaining the custom like people like the no- when they, they hear the noise and there's no it's uh, that's that's where you can get a kotu in sri lanka so it's like it's a very uh, good nice fast food as that's really delicious I think I've eaten something like that in Chennai because they also have like a kotu, like a kotu paratha and yeah, stuff. Like and I think it's very similar to what you're describing. It, it is actually like the paratha is like that's the same style of uh, the, the the same uh, base that we use for the kotu, mm. and then we cut it and then uh, we make the kotu. Mm. Okay. And what would be the third thing that you would ask? Third people? thing I would say like definitely the Sri Lankan uh, uh, we call it vade in Sri Lanka but uh, this is the uh, I would say it's a it's kind of like the Sri Lankan falafel. So mm. it's like uh, it made out of so uh, ured uh, ured uh, dal. And okay. Also we soak it and we strain it and then put chilies. Uh, some t- seasoning and a lot of curry leaves and mm. like we blend it and make a like a like a falafel and we cook it and also in sri lankans uh, we co- we have a two different we have different kind of vadas uh, uh, and one of them is the one where you put a, a piece of uh, prawns inside So oh, I like that so one. That is uh, <laughs> that tasty. I've eaten the ordered dal vadai, but anything with prawns, yes, yeah. yes. And also, it's so cool that uh, people you will see find it like even if you take a bus or to train, there will be people uh, bringing this in the in the train. They will be serving. So there will be a person who will be selling falafel like the vadais, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. I know the train journeys back home are always much more exciting because I remember as a child when I used to go it was always about like what food you'd get at each <laughs> yeah. the same the same with me I loved taking the train <laughs> Okay awesome well those sound like amazing things and um I definitely want to try those um the spring rolls that you said yeah. those sound delicious Cool. So what's next for Indies curry pot then? Like it's what are the what are your growth plans? What are you hoping, you know, you'll get to within the next 2 or 3 years? Uh well, uh, I'm actually like I was I'm really happy with the food truck, uh, but mm. I'm noticing it's uh, I I need a little bit more cap uh, space. So I might uh, I want to have a little bit bigger food truck. as well as slowly working on a small eatery so one day maybe i would like to have down the line but not i want to take my time and just enjoy my cooking but enjoy food trucking actually and then mm. see down the line maybe a small place where i can have the food truck as well as eatery
Okay. Well, that sounds very exciting. Yes. And I wish you all the luck. Thank and you. now before I let you go, I'm going to do my favorite part of the show, which is called Fast Food 5. Yeah. And that's fast questions that I ask you about food. So yeah. you ready? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So one thing we will always find in your kitchen. Uh, in, in my kitchen is uh, chilies. <laughs> Oh, chilies. I thought you were going to say coconut. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. And your all-time favorite Sri Lankan food to eat? Uh, all-time favorite? Uh, I would say, like, yeah. Um, I, I love to eat the, the... We have this thing called gotukola sambal. It's gotukola. It's like a really uh, nice, uh, like, uh, what you call, like... Uh, it's a it's a sample so we put uh, if you google you can find uh, it's very hard to find here in new zealand but uh, i i saw some places uh, they have it but you just make a sample out of the coconut go to color and the tuna flakes and yeah like uh, grind it and it's uh, and squeeze some lime juice it's so delicious with the rice mm. That sounds delicious, actually. All right. And the best way to eat a curry, with rice or with roti? Oh. Very hard question. <laughs> That's a really hard question. I like both, actually, but uh, I, would, uh, I would go for roti, actually. Okay. Yeah. I actually eat it with both. So I have it with rice. <laughs> and then and I drink the curry the second time. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> okay. And um, salt or sugar, what would you give up? <clears throat> sugar. Sugar. <laughs> you know, I always find that chefs will say they'll give up sugar because you realize how important salt is. Yeah. Like, Tastes good. Yeah. All right. And last question: If you were a vegetable, which one would you be? Oh, uh, <laughs> I think uh, bitter melon. Bitter melon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a unique one. Why is that? I, I love it. It's it's. I liked bitter food. It's, uh, and bitter melon was. Uh, it's it was so nice um, um, uh, when my mom used to cook when I was a kid and I. I I, I still love eating it. Whenever I go back home, I just ask her to make that. Oh, so okay. it's like, nice. it's probably my favorite thing to eat. Like, and favorite. would you, and would you make like a curry with it? Like something savory uh, with it? Or yeah, would you make they, they make a, uh, curry, uh, in, uh, the bitter melon curry as well. Uh, and okay. also make a, like a bit, just a, like a pan fried the bitter melons, like finely slice it pan fry and mix it make like a salad we make with uh, raw onions and then tomatoes and then uh, with some seasoning we make like a really mm. nice salad. that sounds very fresh and zingy yeah. Yeah. Mm. awesome all right well thank you so much indy for coming on the show it's been a pleasure talking to you and i think all i want to do now is go plant a curry leaf tree yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Kiwi Foodcast, brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Be sure to listen in next time for another helping of Kiwi Food Stories.